On today's episode of Sound Doctrine, I have a conversation with Wyatt Johnson. He's a worship pastor and an all-around beautiful man from a church of about a thousand, maybe 1,200 people who has a great heart for leading people and for leading his team. And I wanted to talk to Wyatt about how he's changed his leadership style since the COVID pandemic, and especially how have those new experiences influenced the way he will lead moving into this year, 2021, as we come out of the pandemic, you know, as the vaccines get distributed, how is he going to change his long-term leadership style based on what he's learned. We're going to jump right into my conversation with Wyatt. It was just a few days ago, so I'm going to just hit rewind and... Wyatt, thank you for joining me. This is episode two of this podcast, so I don't even know if anyone's watching, but if they are, they are in for a treat um, because you're an excellent leader. And that's really one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about um, with... COVID and everything changing the way we interact with our teams, like how has that changed the way that you interact with your team? Like as someone who I know you're very people focused, how are, how are you using the tools differently or kind of growing with that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been definitely a challenging time. Um, looking around the church, everything is different, uh, especially scheduling volunteers and, and having a team ready Sunday mornings and, and stuff like that. Um, with COVID, it, it's been hard to prepare the way that I typically did before. You know, you, you schedule a team, you plan songs, and, and you uh, try to prepare everyone as best as you can. But with COVID, it's been, you know, a lot of last-minute changes and so, honestly, I've just kind of said, all right, well, I'm not planning anymore. <laughs> We're just going to do things Sunday morning. And that's kind of just been the way it's been for us. Um, but also, you know, we've, like a lot of churches, we've kind of moved to doing a lot more online things and, and trying to build our, our tool belt in that way. Um, and, and that's been um, that's been hard to stretch ourselves and and try to figure out what we need um but it's also been kind of cool to see how the online community has grown and how people are still trying to find ways to come to church through all of that um i don't know if that answers that question very well but (laughs) no that's great i mean i love to hear that you guys are trying new stuff and i've seen some of what you're doing online it looks really good um so so that's all awesome do you feel like yeah. making those changes to where things are more last minute and you're kind of aiming more at online and moving into new territory, do you feel like that's added any new challenges to the way that you lead or grow like your team specifically? Like as a worship pastor, you're kind of over the band and then a little bit of the, the tech crew as well. Like has that dynamic had to change because of the way that things are being run? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's some positive, some negative, you know, it's, like I said, it's been hard to really prepare people. And so I think sometimes there's some frustration there, but also I think that overall the team, um, not just the, the band, but you know, the bridge, the tech team, everybody else involved, like with the online services, everybody's been able to become a lot more flexible. Um, and also just a little bit more stress-free. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of nice. We basically added more stress onto everyone's plate with COVID and, and, you know, saying, you know, we're not going to prepare near as much as we used to just because it's really hard to right now. And we can't count on people as much as we can just because, you know, 
oh, this person got COVID um, Saturday night, so <laughs> we right. don't have a drummer this week. You know, little things like that. But um, it's been cool to see how, you know, that stress added onto everyone's plates has actually made people more flexible, more stress-free on Sunday mornings because we know that it's in God's hands rather than ours. That's really cool. Um, do yeah. you do you think that that the team is actually growing like tighter together because of the last minute changes, or do you find that you're kind of managing more burnout in people? Like, kind of, how is that dynamic looking? I think a little bit of both. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people over the last few months step up and, and lead in new ways and kind of challenge themselves because of a last minute change or. You know, actually one week, the first week that anyone at the church got COVID, it was actually me. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, so the, it was kind of cool to see the team come together there uh, because I think I, I got COVID um, halfway through the week. And so then by the time I got tested and got the results back, it was pretty late in the game. You know, it was like Friday or Saturday. So then I just had to text everybody on the team and say, hey, I'm not going to be there. And then for the next two weeks, they just kind of handled it for me. And that was really cool um, to get a, a little bit of a break, but also to just see everybody come together. That's awesome. As as kind of the the leader or the direction kind of setter for your team, like what what are you kind of prioritizing right now as far as like maybe more of your like ministry to them in a spiritual sense? Like what, how do you manage that when we can't, like obviously we can't be doing get togethers the way we normally would for the most part because of all the restrictions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's been hard to do anything really. Um, you know, even sometimes rehearsals are hard, uh, with, like I said, people coming down with COVID, we have to cancel rehearsal. And I think we've canceled maybe 10 rehearsals in the last like three or four months. So probably more often than not, we just don't have rehearsal. <laughs> and so yeah. there's a lot of um, gathering that used to happen that just isn't happening right now. Um, and I think it's also that has given me a little bit more time to prioritize how I pastor and how I do devotionals and you know, sometimes on Sunday mornings, we have to kind of do things quickly, but um, it's nice to just take some time and say, you know what, maybe we're going to start the service late, but uh, we didn't get a rehearsal this week. Let's, uh, let's just pray for a little bit longer this morning. And um, I think that in that way, the team is starting to grow. You know, I'm not an expert at, at pastoring <laughs> at this point. I'm not an expert at um, leading devotionals or speaking or anything like that, but it is cool to see how um, the lack of gathering is bringing people closer together. It's, they're kind of thirsting for that now. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I don't think any of us are experts at pastoring. I think that's not, you know, <laughs> hopefully yeah, we don't that's have true. that bar to hit. Um, yeah, I'm an expert now at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much got it down. I'm killing it. <laughs> Yeah, what, good point. what would you say are some of those, like you were talking about doing devotionals and kind of prayer times with the team and stuff, which of those things do you think you've seen like kind of be especially effective at either bringing people together or kind of helping grow your team to like that next step, whatever that is for them? Um, yeah, I think lately I've been on a kick of prayer, just how powerful, how important prayer is. And 
the implications of, of what it does to our lives. Um, you know, even just these last few days, I've been trying to set aside about an hour a day to just pray. And so we walk through something called the Acts prayer model oftentimes, uh, which is, is just a, a way of praying where you start with adoration, then confession, then you uh, give thanks, thanksgiving, and then you ask for things last, supplication is what you call it. Um, and that Acts prayer model has not only helped me to kind of grow closer to God the last few months, honestly, last few years, um, but it's also just a great model when we're gathering together on Sunday mornings with the, as a team or just starting a service off to, to pray in that way and kind of pray um, where we, we adore God first and then we confess and then give thanks to him. And it's just a very healthy way to pray. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's been really beneficial to us. And what's cool about that too, is it's something that you don't have to be in person to do, like to pray with a team or to send each other prayer requests. And then like, you can kind of on your own time, each, each team member can be praying for each other or whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so that's awesome. What do you think moving forward in, um, we'll call it, I don't want to say post COVID, but like the, the world where people can get vaccines and like, we can go out and see each other again. And there's probably toilet paper in the stores, like in that <laughs> world, what are, what are some of the things that you've had to do that you feel like you're going to keep doing? Like, you know, are there, are there things that you've learned to do or tried that you're like, I think this is, this is something I'm going to keep doing in the long run. Um, or is it really like you're planning to kind of dump all of this stuff and go back to exactly what you were doing before? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a really hard question. I I was actually thinking about that. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, and just how kind of, like I said, uh, COVID has forced a lot of churches, especially, you know, I think we're kind of set up for doing a lot more online stuff, but a lot of churches, I would say the majority of churches aren't really set up for that. Um, and, or weren't set up for that. And, and now it's kind of forced us to put all of our eggs into that basket. And it's kind of hard because on Sunday mornings, when we do gather, um, together at the church, it, it's a little bit depressing, right? You know, it's like a quarter of the normal attendance that we have, which, you know, it's not all about numbers, but just the energy is, isn't there like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of cool things that I've seen, a lot of good fruit that's come from um, putting all of our eggs into that basket, all of our um, resources into just doing more online. And we've seen a lot of growth in a lot of our online ministries. We actually hired a, an online pastor, which is cool. He's doing a great job. Um, I lost my train of thought, but... We were just talking um, about things you're going to keep or things you're going to cut when, when people are vaccinated and we kind of start returning to normal. Yeah, I think we, as well as most other churches in, in our area, at least, will continue to do as much online things as we have been. Um, because through COVID, a lot of studies have been showing that people aren't just stop or aren't just not attending church. They are basically done with attending church. You know, they kind of um, took a few weeks off when quarantine started and then they realized, you know what, maybe this isn't something I need to do every week. Um, And a very, a more negative person could look at that and be like, well, church is done. Um, 
but I think I've been trying to look at that as, you know, what is God going to do in this next season of the church? Um, like what really cool revival is next? Because I know that all of this is still in his hands. Um, and so as we've kind of stepped away from doing more in-person stuff and move more online, I think a lot of that stuff is going to continue. And, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of a win some, you lose some, like it's hard because I'm as a worship pastor, my job is to, is to lead people in a Sunday gathering. And so it's really hard to do that online, but, I think, like I said, I know that God's still in control, and I think that there's going to be some really cool things that come from that. And just using our online resources the way that we have been and continuing to try to excel that. Yeah, for sure. And I especially feel what you're saying about, like, people aren't, I feel like churches are not competing with other Sunday activities as much as with Sunday non-activity. Like, the temptation for me, especially since being, you know, stuck at home is like, well, I could just, you know, pull up Netflix or whatever and be, like, chilling you know? And, and so then it's like, we're competing with the, the billions of dollars that Netflix is putting into making digital content. (laughs) And, you know, we as churches are like, okay, well I've got like $4 and a Krispy Kreme donut (laughs) for you. Like let's, let's compete. And so I can definitely feel that stress for sure. Um, do you, do you feel like with the, the, like this is, this is mostly a thing where, the bridge or the tech team are having to really step up to the plate and push themselves in ways that maybe they haven't been before at a lot of churches. And even like, I know you guys have been set up for live streaming beforehand, but I'm sure even for your setup, it's been, the asks have been bigger basically on the tech crew. Do you feel like the way that you invest in those people personally has changed? Um, Maybe you or the technical director or kind of as a church, like what, what are you guys doing differently to kind of take care of, of that tech crew as they're kind of stepping up and, and playing a harder game basically? Yeah. um, I'm not always good at this, but I I've started to realize that with all of the weight of COVID um, and all of the changes that we've had to make because of it in the church. Um, all of that stuff happening, it's been a lot of pressure on the people that are still serving in the tech team, which means we have less people, but we have more to do. Um, and so I try to take a little bit of time out of each Sunday morning after each service to just go back and hang out there for at least a, just a minute and just say, Hey, how was the service? How did things sound? How are you guys doing? Um, and you know, people that actually serve on our tech team would probably correct me in that because I'm not always great about it, but uh, I do try to take a little bit more time to focus on them because I think that they're really carrying the team right now. Yeah. And I feel like especially that, that kind of being noticed is so huge for like morale, you know? Um, So I think that's really cool that you're, that you're working on that. I bet. Well, I mean, what do you, have you seen, do you feel like when you do that, you see a noticeable improvement in kind of the attitude of the team and them feeling valued and important? Yeah. And I think stepping back there, usually, um, I, I always try to say like the first question we should be asking after a service is, did people worship? Did people engage? Do you think people walk away from it changed? But it seems like typically, um, whether you're a musician or a tech volunteer, um, we walk away from it saying, oh, what did we do wrong? <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. I think um, just kind of stepping back and give, giving people a little bit more perspective and saying, 
well, yeah, but, you know, that wasn't that noticeable or that doesn't really matter too much in the grand scheme of thing. While your job, while your volunteer position is important, everything you're doing is really valuable to us. Um, we don't need to stress about those things. Um, and I think kind of going about the whole Sunday morning in that way and trying to convince people that, yes, our jobs are important, but ultimately even the mistakes we make, because we all are constantly making mistakes, whether it's it's um, a note or pressing the wrong button on a computer or something like that. All of those mistakes we make are going to be used for God's glory. And I've seen a lot of those mistakes actually turn out better than when we do it right. So, Yeah, that's definitely like that live moment feel can sometimes be really refreshing to people who are like, oh, like they're not perfect. Like I don't have to, you know, sometimes as the, as the viewer or the attender at a church, it's like, oh man, everyone here is perfect and has God figured out and I'm over here. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. also such a cool analog what you're describing um, for kind of the way Jesus did ministry, where it was like the idea is you do whatever you can do, like the dude with the the, f- the five loaves and the two fishes. I, that's backwards. Um, two fish yeah. and five loaves, or whatever. And and he's and Jesus is like, but I can feed five thousand people if you just bring me this thing, even though it might look insufficient. And that, that mentality, I just love that idea, that mentality of having like, Hey, you know, what we do might feel insufficient, but it's not about what we're doing. It's about what gets done with what we're doing. Like, did people engage? I think that's such a great way to lead. Yeah. Um, It's a lot healthier. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, what are like, if you were gonna, um, this, this is a podcast that's aimed at technical volunteers, technical artists in the church and tech directors. If you were going to encourage those people kind of moving into 2021, it's been a 2020 and I don't think we need to elaborate on what that means. Like what, you know, (laughs) what would you say to those people moving forward? Yeah. Um, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think specifically in, in church, you mean like, like what, what would I say to a tech volunteer as they're going about their normal week, trying to prepare for Sundays, stuff like that? Yeah. Like they're, they've spent a whole year basically playing the Super Bowl every single Sunday they serve or Thursday or whatever the day is. And then they get to the end and it's like, we still don't know if the end of COVID is in sight. Like, how would you encourage that person? You know, what would you say to them? Um, I would say that you guys are awesome. You're doing the best you can with what you have. It's been a really hard year. It's been a really stressful year. Um, And I think if you could do anything right now in your position, um, one universal thing that I think everybody could and should do is to step back, take a look at at the purpose of what we're doing on Sundays. Take a look at um, why we are doing the things we're doing, why we're gathering, why we are trying to remove distractions um, to allow people to worship. Um, Look at that through the lens of the first church and what the first church looked like. You know, they didn't have the resources that we have. They didn't have any technology whatsoever. Um, And still thousands and thousands of lives were changed. Thousands of movements were started. Um, And I think if we could all just look at the church in that way, we could take a step back and say, you know what, maybe it's not so important that we, um, we have the, the stream started at this time. Exactly. Maybe it's not so important that we 
we um, make sure that the, the slides are upright at the right time or, or things like that. You know, those things are very important and those things do add value to our ministries. They do add value to the church, but in the grand scheme of things, what's most important is that we're trying our best with what we have and that we're being really intentional with people. You know, when, when we're gathering on Sundays, when we're going out into the lobby after we, we do all of our, our um, tasks in the bridge or the tech team, whatever, uh, it's really important that we're just using our time wisely, that we're getting good um, quality time with the people that are coming to be encouraged. You can't really say it any better than that. Like it's, it's people over <laughs> program, right? Like that's, that's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Um, yep. yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to have this conversation with me. I'm really excited about what 2021 holds about vaccines and about, you know, kind of the future of how we can, how we can take away some big wins from what the pandemic has taught us as, as leaders and as churches. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. And, um, as, uh, as you are, uh, doing this podcast and trying to lead other tech teams, is there anything I can pray for you about? Man, um, I think the biggest thing for me is figuring out what what I or what I, I mean, I've got a co-host Brady, but we can't see each other because, you know, it's COVID. So, yeah. <laughs> one, you know, getting him in here as well so that it's not just the show of Josh Hughes because I'm sure people are going to get bored of me. Um, but just <laughs> just praying for like, you know, what are the things that, can, I, I want to make that connection between the technical arts and ministry for people. That's what this podcast is all about. And so praying yeah. that people would, would start that conversation. You know, I don't need to, I'm not trying to preach at anybody, but if they can just start that, that kind of, that change in mindset, you know, that's the goal here is to start thinking about what we do, just like you said about people over program and looking at, you know, if we can invest in the people and get away from the, the need for perfection in kind of the action of what we're doing, I think we can extend the lifespan of technical directors, right? The average technical director burns out in a year. And if we could make this pivot, I think the reason that that happens is that they're not treating themselves as a ministry um, member. They're treating themselves as kind of a service department who has to get everything right. So, So I don't know that you need to be praying for me as much as for all technical directors that like, you know, if we can just make that mindset shift, I think that that has... Not just, I mean, on the one hand, it's great for people who aren't burning out and still have jobs, but I think that it could have a huge benefit to the local church who are basically the local church runs on, on people who play the Super Bowl every Sunday. Right. And if we're, if we're feeling passionate, if we're feeling energized, and if we know the purpose behind what we're doing and how it can influence people, I think that we're going to see churches grow and reach people in new and, and more effective ways in 2021. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm praying for. And yeah, I'd love to have you pray for it too, man. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, Wyatt, it was great talking to you. Uh, Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah, you too. Happy New Year, man. See you, man. See ya. You know, the thing I love about this people over program idea that Wyatt was talking about is that when we make that small investment of just noticing someone or spending an extra few minutes to talk to them as as a human and not just as a volunteer, you know, more than just, hey, did you push all the right buttons today? But going deeper than that and saying, hey, how are things at home? You know, how's how's the new kid? How's what having that conversation can have such a huge snowball effect on what your team will be willing to do. And I think that if we can 
bring our team into the fold where we start to get that family structure, where we start to get deeper with people, where we start to have those real connections and they feel like, wow, like my leader gets me. My tech director, he understands me. He takes the time to know my name. He takes the time to figure out, oh yeah, he remembered my kid had that thing at school. When we take the time to do that and we invest in people and we show them they're more than just a tool in our arsenal, those people will go the extra mile for us every time and they'll be happy to do it. They'll be excited about it. There won't be any of this dragging people to serve or, or having to you know, almost, almost get angry at people because they're not showing up or not confirming. They're going to show up because they know you love them and you care about them and they love you and care about you. And when we can build that kind of team, I think that that gets back to our original mission of trying to lower that burnout on technical artists in the church. Right? If everybody steps up, then nobody has to step quite as far. So I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope this will push you to grow. And I can't wait to see you in a week with another episode of Sound Doctrine. You know, I've been thinking about how to end these podcasts. And I feel like maybe taking something from like the comms etiquette, like, you know, hey, director off comms or something like that, you know, but I haven't quite landed on it. So maybe this week I won't use it. But hey, there's going to be like a cool trendy outro and it's coming. It, it's coming. You just you just wait. Anyway, bye.